money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. It's just you and me this morning. It is. Yes, we're all alone in the studio. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's just spoiler us. Spoiler alert. Just <laughs> us. Nobody in the wings. But uh, pretty excited about what we're going to talk about today. But before we get there, let's just do that little bit of housekeeping. If you're new to the podcast, you have arrived at Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. So um, let's get ready to talk money with Dave and Reb. So pull up your your seat, grab your coffee. Um, We just want to enter into the conversation with you. Uh, If you've heard us before, you know, uh, wherever you hear us, whether it's on morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, or notmine.ca. Again, those are the websites where you can find us where there's a player and you can just click and go. Of course, uh, we're live. Well, not really live, but we are uh, broadcast. That's the word I was looking for uh, on CHRI 99.1 here in Ottawa on Friday mornings at nine o'clock. And then, of course, we're on the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasting platform. So that's the housekeeping all out of the way. We've got some questions that I think we're going to address today. Reb's looking at me like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe she's changing the topic. No, I'm not going to change the topic. No, but I think, um, yeah, I'm you and I have been um, dealing with questions and we did a podcast a few weeks ago about how then should we live? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's going to be more conversations around how then should we live? But I guess it got me wondering, David, like. What would it look like? You and I sometimes talk about that in in one of our financial fitness seminars. You say, what would it look like for um, the followers of Christ in Canada to Mm. give their money to charity instead of the banks in interest? What would it look like for the Canadian family to actually be able to live on less than we make Mm. and put it away? What would it look like for us to, um, I I don't know, maybe fulfill our purposes in a way or even think about our purpose in a way that we haven't before, mm. you know, where we're not so bound and tied to our mortgage payment or our credit payments and we can actually have a little freedom because we no longer are enslaved so to speak to that debt part but actually don't have that anymore and yeah, are that's just pretty complicated that's and are pretty- just free i mean like <laughs> what would that look like and how do we get there i guess i just have a lot of questions about you know because well, well, i i mean sometimes i think because what we do at more than enough how do i communicate the more than enough coaching? How do I communicate transformational living? How do we communicate that? And I'm just I'm just talking out loud to all the listeners this morning. You know, what would it look like for you not to have your debt? Right, right. And and uh, I mean, 
some of the financial stress that we're under on a daily basis is not necessarily related right, to debt, debt as no, well, true, right? True, so, so true. I mean, uh, there's a whole lot. Okay, my, I know. Again, this is, uh, I know. you throw these things out and I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> this is like 10 shows, Reb. Like, we could talk about this okay, all year we, long and we, we might be talking about okay, it Okay, we year. will hone in on the discussion uh, this morning because I think what we're talking about is going to apply to what I, the questions I just asked. If it's possible and I want to say it is possible. Absolutely, it is possible. Because yes. you're going to share in a minute a scripture verse that really gives us hope mm. that living on less than we make is a possibility today in light of all the increased mm -hmm. stuff that's happening. It is possible. And here's why. You're going to tell us why. Here's the quick Easy fix. Swallow <laughs> easy the fish. yeah. Swallow the pill. We have a pill right here mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. in the show for you today. The how to live unless you make pill. You know, I say very often there's no silver bullet, and you're you're really saying that this is the silver bullet. So I'm a little scared now, right? But there is a verse that we want to share. So and and the verse does come from Isaiah 30:21. And if you've heard the podcast or you've listened to me uh, on the financial fitness seminars that we do, or you've You've heard me talk. You will have heard me say something like, let's make every spending decision a spiritual one. That is a principle that um, that just works. It's one of these things like gravity. No matter what you think, no matter how you may try to resist it, the reality of this principle is, is that when we make every spending decision a spiritual one, we can actually live in this financial world with with zero or very little stress. And, and again, um, I'm silver bullet how, how do we play but here's what the verse says it says whether you turn to the right or to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it and that voice is the lord's right the vo the voice is the lord saying listen there's 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 a lot of decisions we get to make on a daily basis. And today we're talking about finances, we're talking about money, so we're gonna keep it in that context. There's a lot of decisions that we make every single day and we go, some of them, we can see the path clearly ahead. Some of them we can go, hey, I'm you know, gonna go to the grocery store and I'm gonna buy groceries and that's just the way it is. And I think the challenge that I'd like to um, encourage you in today is to take this verse and just begin to apply it in the day-to-day -day decisions that we all make around money, that we can make every spending decision a spiritual one, that we can bring it into the into our conversation with God and, and go, okay, Lord, what do we do? Uh, how do we, you know, how do I save money on groceries? Well, I might have some good ideas. I might be able to throw some suggestions out to you. But when you're walking the path to have the confidence that, Lord, where do you want me to buy the groceries? Or what do you, you know, how much do we spend on groceries that we make that a spiritual decision, that we actually bring God into that question or that conversation, gives us just an immense amount of, of confidence, but also an immense amount of peace. Um, yeah, so. So I, there's a disclaimer I want to say right here. We don't live this out completely in our own personal life. No. You say this often, I and know. I'm like, okay, we haven't prayed about 
a few things lately. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying we're on the same boat as everybody else. Just... You know, yes. so you can. No, you Dave can, and Reb have it all together. We've, well, we've you can turn off the, the you can turn off the radio now if you think we're being hypocritical. Okay, that's fine. That you can send us hey, uh, e- emails about that later. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. Like mm-hmm. this is a daily journey well, with the Lord. We also don't want to make this a religious thing. Like uh, God is not a. Um, how do we mm. say it? He's not a slot machine God. You don't just say, well, you know, I'm going to pray about this. And then, um, you know, because you're superstitiously asking God to do something for you. That's not what we're saying. Mm. This is a relationship. This is a walking journey where Jesus is walking with you side by side or in front of you, leading, guiding, speaking to you. And you're inquiring of the Lord and you're wondering, you know, how do we do this? And I'll give you an example, small example. You know, my son needs prom stuff mm-hmm. and uh, like our other son's getting married. So there's a lot of expense coming out of our house for mm-hmm. clothes you know and you guys know if you've ever done a wedding you know there's it takes some cash Mm -hmm. so what do we do well i just ask you know we're we're about to go uh, shopping for this stuff so i'm just asking lord like just show us the right place Mm -hmm. the right suit the right this or that and you guys might think that's a silly thing but that's how i talk to the lord Mm -hmm. and it's amazing i mean i've prayed for bunk beds i've prayed for vehicles I've prayed for all kinds of different things that we've had a need of. And I've prayed for where should I go to the grocery store? Where should I, you Mm -hmm. know, I only have this much money this week. And some of you may not live that way. And some of you may not be used to living that way. But here's the thing. Lots of people are asking us, like we talked about a few weeks ago, how then shall we live? How mm. do you like, Dave? Let's let's start there. What are you seeing in the expense department? Like, what so, are you seeing in our office from clients? What are the questions? What are they? Yeah, and and I think I want to just piggyback off that disclaimer before I answer that question. Okay. And and this is what I love about this particular verse is is that. It really does give us the freedom to say there's a choice that we're making. There's a, there's a responsibility. There's a part that we get to play. And I'm going to just go back to a, a passage where Jesus is confronted with an expense where he doesn't have the money. And, and the Pharisees, you know, are saying, hey, you know, Jesus, do you pay tax? And Jesus says, yep. And then you know, he, he acknowledges that, yep, I have to pay the tax. And then he sends Peter to go fishing. And there's a couple things that I just love about that story is, is what does Peter know how to do? He knows how to fish, right? What he doesn't. He doesn't tell Peter to, to go, you know, juggle uh, in the in the temple courts to make some money, you know, being a busker. No, what he does is he gives him the. He says, "You know how to fish. Go fish. And when you go fish, you're gonna there's going to be enough money in that. And of course, it's a miracle. But there's enough money that comes out of the mouth of the fish for them to pay their the tax for everybody. And so I love this this verse and that that uh, scene is shows us that we have a part to play. We we don't just throw our hands up into the air and go, okay, Lord, you're going to somehow make it fall from heaven. No, we have a part to play. We have a part where we we can see what money's coming in. We have a 
responsibility to manage it. And we, we, in a sense, make the decision to start down the road with the information and with the, 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 the skills that we have. And then the Lord also walks with us. The Lord also whispers behind us. The Lord also directs us as we're on the journey and says, yeah, you know what? And so sometimes we stand there and I know I've done this. I'm talking for me. Sometimes I stand there and I'm like, okay, Lord, I need this. And I'm just going to stand here and not move until you supply. Mm -hmm. And somehow that's supposed to work. And, and it hasn't worked very often in my life that uh, what's, what's worked is, is that I say, Lord, as we're on the journey, we see this need or we're at an intersection and we have to turn left or right. We have to make a financial decision and Lord help us. And the Lord whispers, okay, go this way. Or we've had it in our, in our own, uh, you know, conversations with the Lord where the Lord said, I don't really care. You go left, you go right. It's your choice. I will walk beside you. I will, I will guide you no matter if you make the choice right or left. And then we've had other times where we've made the choice and no, it's that been was, the wrong, that was the wrong choice. choice. And we had to take the steps backwards and there were consequences to that. And, and, but it didn't know. change the fact that he still walked with us through it. So, but I want to get back to the question Good. after all our disclaimers and half the show's gone. Um, what are you hearing? Where are the expenses sure. increasing and what's causing people concern right now? So our concern has always been in that part of our, our spending plan that is the fixed part. It's the part that is lifestyle connected. So it's the mortgage payments, the property tax payments, the heat, the hydro, the groceries, how many cars you have. It's, it's some of the expenses related to how many kids you have. I mean, these are the, the kind of the everyday fixed expenses that we have. Everybody has them. And taking those expenses and comparing them to the income that you have coming in that you have to spend. So often I'm having discussions with people and they'll say, hey, you know, I make $100,000 a year and I am having trouble making ends meet and I don't know why. Uh, I can't quite figure it out. And as we sit and analyze, what we see is, is that um, some of the decisions that were made two, three, five, ten years ago, those decisions were maybe good for that time. And over, especially over the last number mm. of years, as the, the interest rates have increased in the last little while, the gas has increased in the last little while, groceries have increased in the last little while. Um, you know, I've had a big discussion about technology where, you know, cell phones oh, and uh, streaming yeah. services and, you know, cable still, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit obsolete. We, we used to say, hey, get rid of your cable or reduce your cable. But we've replaced that with streaming services. And now it's $10 here. It's $10 there. It's $10 there. And before you know it, you're like, we spend like 50 bucks a month on streaming services. And those are increasing in cost as well. And we're saying, wait a minute. So these are the kind of the everyday fixed costs that have been consistently outpacing the income that you've had coming in. Wow. Um, and so that's where, that's a real um, part of concern because those are so hard to change. Those decisions are long-term decisions. You know, I, I'll give you a, a bit of an extreme example, but I see this quite a bit. Um, you know, you, 
you you have a dual income home, uh, and this is a little bit related to COVID, has has I think made it come to the front forefront a little bit. Is you know you had a dual income home, and you made decisions around the house you could buy and and the place you could go and all of that based on a dual income, and then you know through the COVID journey, people have said. Well, we'd really like to get down to a one income because we want to stay home with the kids or we just can't. I just can't navigate all of the being at home and juggling everything. How do we reorganize our finances so that we can be a single or maybe even a one and a half uh, income family? And, and, and that is, okay, we got to look at those fixed expenses and say, does that mean we have to move? Well, it might. Well, now we have a, a really hot real estate market. And yes. so you can see how that can all so there's all this these tension. So, going on. So that's mm. what really what we're seeing. There's this, this tension um, between wanting a certain outcome and yet the circumstances that we are living in, in the Ottawa area in particular because of the real estate and mm-hmm. maybe across Ontario. It, well, but- certainly, but but there's <laughs> lots of, uh, I mean, may not be specific, but we are seeing in North America um, certainly this tension, but we don't have to go, you know, here. I mean, we, we look at what's going on, uh, you know, with uh refugees from whatever country, whether, you know, it's um, all of those refugees are leaving their homes simply because they cannot live there anymore, because maybe it's war, maybe it's oppression. There's all of that going on globally, too. But we're just specifically talking about our North American context. Right. So one of the things that you said that jumped out at me is we can't we can't keep doing the things we were doing a few years ago. So we enter COVID, our income, our expenses are a certain thing. Some of us may have experienced increased savings because we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Or we spent it all on renovations, which is a whole other story. But now we're faced with these circumstances that you just said, like the cost of living inflation. We, we're going to be talking about this all mm-hmm. year likely. But then the question is, you know, again, I guess I go back to that. How should we live? How do we live on less than we make? Because that that is the one answer, you know, one of the answers was, you know, let's listen to the Lord. Mm-hmm. The second one is we can't do things we were doing a few years ago. We have to really, you always say to me, money is currency. It's a current. It flows. You can't just set in stone what you did 10 years ago and still expect maybe to do it exactly the same way because things change. So how do we, let's like in the last mm-hmm. 10 minutes here, why don't we give some um, tips and tools on how do we live on less than we make, really? So again, number one thing is 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 getting a realistic look, being brutally honest, letting the numbers actually speak to us and say, what is uh, what are the numbers? What is not not my gross take home? You know, I make that hundred thousand. That's what's on my T four. But what is actually my net income? What do I get to spend? Because uh, again, just you know, creating that plan, knowing what's coming in and what's going out. 
and then creating knowing where it's allocated. How much of that is discretionary spending? How much of that is our fixed spends? And how much of that is, is going towards our savings or the, the longer term? And how much is going to charity? So, you know, those, those are, are those four spots. So again, mm-hmm. you have your fixed expense of all the half dues. You've got discretionary. That's the stuff you want to spend money on. Um, then you have your charitable giving. Then you have your savings. So you're looking at all of those places. So you're looking at what's coming in and what's going out. And then you're making a plan based on that. And you're assessing, do I currently live on more than I make? Yeah, right? and then, and you, then you, to- you realistically look at it and say, okay, if, and I'll use percentages just because it may be a little bit easier to, to understand here on the podcast, but let's say that 80% of my my net take-home income, so the income that comes into my house from whatever source, it could be child tax benefit, it could be my, my you know, salaried income, it could be from whatever source, but on a regular, consistent basis, that money comes in, and I look at it and I say 80% of it goes out the door just on my fixed expenses. Well, now that leaves 20% for the other three categories, for savings, for giving, and for my my discretionary spending. And and you go, oh, wait a minute. Uh, That doesn't leave a whole lot, especially if we throw cell phone and technology into the discretionary spending Right, because some of us have put that in a fixed. Yes. My technology. (laughs) You know, the reality is, is you could live with less technology. You could change your technology relatively easy. So you mean I'd still be breathing if I didn't have all the You'd still be breathing (laughs) if, you know, you may, well, some people would disagree with us on that, I'm sure. Okay. So creating the plan and, and getting that clear picture of saying, oh, well, now if my, if my discretionary spending is 80%, and my fixed costs are at 20%, then I go, oh, wait a minute. I just need to address my discretionary spending. That kind of percentage is not really encouraging if that's where we're at. Well, because like, I'm using extreme examples, I, of course. No, but, but yeah. yeah, extreme examples that we see regularly yes. in the office and that we even personally want to reduce that. Because what yeah. does the bank is doesn't the bank have a certain percentage that they say they'd like to see when they get a mortgage so for we're that not going to go there that might be another conversation okay. all i will say for this is is that um when when we listen to the bank for our cues on how to spend money um that's that's really a bad source okay. um you know we don't want to listen to the bank the bank does their calculations in terms of debt servicing based on gross okay, income okay. all so of that we stuff. Can so go we're not going to go there we're not going to go there but what would you, just quickly what would you say is a good percentage for the fixed so again based on net income right the 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 uh, a financially fit home one that doesn't isn't isn't experiencing that stress is going to be saving twenty percent. So you're okay. giving and you're saving twenty percent. Okay. So the giving and the saving add up to twenty percent. Uh, a little bit of stage in life, but twenty percent is a good number. Um, your discretionary spending thirty percent of your net income. So thirty percent of your net income, and that leaves fifty percent of your net income to spend on those fixed costs. But I would say that Canadian families are not at the fifty percent. I but I I know I don't know. Is right. that why we're in trouble with debt? Because 
We but this leads to okay. So if we increase that that fixed cost to eighty percent, what it leads to is is I feel house poor. The all right. the, basically eighty percent of my money um, is spent even before I, I take the paycheck home. It's already allocated. So now I'm really trying to manage that thirty percent. I'm trying to manage that in savings, in giving, and my discretionary spending. That's what creates the tension. Okay, so. Um, I realize that we are going to do another show about this because we haven't even got to the tips really um, today. I, but mm-hmm. this is really important to flesh out. So really the, the the thing that you've said is let's get brutally honest. You know, living on less than we make is possible, but it does start with on, an honest look at where we're at. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help to bury our head in the sand. It doesn't help to um, ignore it. It doesn't help to get angry at it and mm-hmm. It just is what it is. So take a look at what you've got. And we have this promise in the word of God from the Lord that I will speak to you. If you come to me making this these decisions now, so some of us are are troubled, some of us are worried, and we can come to the Lord and say, Lord, what next? Mm-hmm. And he is there saying, this is the way, walk in it. I will speak to you and I will tell you, whether you turn to the right or the left, I'm, I'm going to be directing you. Whether, whether it's because we've made bad mistakes, whether it's because the circumstances are, the expenses are increasing, you know, I, I think that that's our hope that we are not alone in this and that there are some answers. But it goes back to what you said at the beginning. You said that we have a part to play. We do. And sometimes we have to swallow a really big pill that we don't want to take in regards to what has to be done so that in this climate, we will be living on less than we make. Yeah, and and that takes, again, it takes planning, it takes intentionality, it takes unity. If you are, you know, you and your spouse, if you're in a a couple, you have a family, um, it takes unity, it takes everybody kind of being on board uh, within the family. It takes some transparency, uh, you know, navigating that with the kids in terms of their ages and saying, listen, I don't want to constantly be saying to the kids, we don't have money for that. Uh, yeah, that but- that's a whole different show. We're not going to get into that. But what I do say is, is when I give these percentages of 50, 20, 30, they are targets. And, and um, you may decide, you know what, as a family, we're united, we're committed, and our fixed costs are at 80%. But we are going to live with those fixed costs at 80%. And we're we're, we're content and, and, you know, we, we as a family are moving towards that, then awesome, right? There's, again, those percentages just speak to, hey, am I feeling like 80% of my, my, my available income is actually going out the door? And we see this, uh, again, that's the personal part of this whole planning. But I, but I think it's th- that what you say, that planning, the intentionality, being honest about it. You make that decision together. Or if you're single, you're you're making that decision with the Lord and you're saying, this is how we're operating. But if you, if, as you go along and you think, well, I'd like to be giving more. Well, what does that look like in your plan and your true budget? And, um, or, you know, budget i said the b I word know. but spending pla- on the spending on the podcast. plan right wow. so so this these are some of the challenges but it is possible because you are not alone mm. and so lord at the end of this discussion which we've really just started so i know that 
Lord, we're going to be having more of these discussions with people all over the place and on this podcast. I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that you are in our corner and that whether we turn to the right or the left, you are saying this is the way walk in it. So Lord, I pray that you would help us as your people read your word, spend time with you, talk to you through the day, making these decisions with you, not just on our own independently. Lord, I thank you for this gift of your presence today that we walk with you on this journey. In your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. So uh, I think there was like six shows in there. I know. Like, uh, we We're going to keep started. going. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say this. So some of the, we have talked about some of these before. So I really want to encourage you to look back in, a, in the history in the podcast. Again, if you're on a podcasting platform, you can search. You can go to morethanenough.ca and, and walk through the podcasts that we have there historically. And, uh, and again, the, Reb, you're so good at making the titles. And you know what? If uh, there's nothing there that strikes you, that's Join us next week and we'll talk more money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.